Myrmidons. My brothers of the sword. I'd rather fight beside you than any army of thousands. Let no man forget how menacing we are. We are lions. Do you know what's there? Waiting. Beyond that beach. Immortality. Take it. It's yours. Hello and welcome to Pod from Noriga, the podcast that makes an idol of its fears and calls it God. I'm Jack. I'm very, very sick. I'm trying not to cough too much. I'm I'm recording from Bekastua in Oslo. Bless you. Also joining me in Oslo is Erland. One of you. In Oslo, there you go. In Oslo, yeah, there we go. Not and quite over sure. in America, it's Kevin and John. Um, John and today, John is over. Oh man, John! John's hung over. It's a low power podcast. <laughs> this is good. Um, it is. It is eight a.m., eight ten U.S. Eastern time, which is yeah, and not great. We're making it work, uh, guys. We're making it work. I mean, yeah, I, I'm very grateful you guys offered your uh, sleeping in opportunities of the weekend for uh, the most exciting movie we've potentially ever you, covered. You dressing on this, up like uh, podcast? <laughs> absolutely. You dressing up like death was made it, made it made it worth it that's the funniest thing that happened to me all week um guys uh today we're going to be covering one of what is considered one of the greatest movies of all time the 1957 uh uh ingmar bergman written and directed film the seventh seal mm. starring max von sydow gunnar bjornstrand and begin Etterkot. um Right before we get into any of the details on it, can um, uh, I watch this on Apple TV? What did you? Where did you guys watch it? Uh, I watched it on HBO. HBO, HBO Max. Yeah. With your premium subscription to HBO. Yeah. Yes. What? I no. It, I have HBO Max, not and I did not see it. There. Yeah. No. Okay. There you go. Because I watched yeah, it on it's, Google it's Play. Yeah, it's it's different. Like, oh, do you know, like Handmaid's Tale is a HBO show over here. Oh, and oh interesting. You guys. Well, it is. It's the whole a, point of HBO Max was to. Create a global version, not like right. how HBO Nordic. You see, they removed Beforeners. Beforeners is gone from HBO Max. You can't get it. Uh, what? Really? That's, yeah. that's stupid. Do you you remember the whole thing about? I don't know. I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, but how HBO has got a new boss and they're oh, yeah. like pivoting away from yeah. TV. Yeah. To, yeah. Right. So one of the big yeah. So the big thing everyone probably knows about is that the Batgirl movie, like a yep. hundred million dollar movie, they shot with Michael Keaton in it. They just shelved <laughs> it for tax reasons. What a so stupid, also, what an what an incredible, amazing yeah. you know, uh, a, example of how shitty money. and empty are the the movie yeah. industry is. It's like you can yeah. make you can do an entire movie, have it finished, well, ready to, mm-hmm. to re- be released, and then just right. no, no, we're, we're, no. So apparently, what is also happening is they're just removing films and t- stuff that they own, like yeah. HBO originals. Because they don't want to pay out the um, like the not the royalty is it ro- what, like when you know they have a contract agreements with all the people who made the movie that they have to pay out for this for, to right. hold it on their platform right, yeah. for the production studios and they said we'd rather not have that because no not that many people are for example Lean and mean. joining HBO to watch before and they say, yeah it's, it's terrible That's... they're switching to reality TV that's where they say no way really but I mean I I, yeah. I find the stuff that's on HBO now is 
amazing. I think the, the, co- yeah, the ready quality... Yeah, to change, Erlen. But the yeah. quality concentration is the best out of all the streaming platforms right now. I agree. Yeah. But what they're doing is they're going to downsize and focus... Like, the big things are not changing. Like, House of the Dragon's not going away. All of the, like, big tentpole, like, staples that they have is staying. But the things like, you know... The foreigners, the first Norwegian like sideshow. A lot yeah. of these things are, are going to go away and get replaced because it's, it's, it's Discovery bought them. And they uh, HBO Max had like every HBO show, like like the like the Larry Sanders show from the '90s and mm-hmm. Dr. Katzman from like all those yeah, super yeah, yeah, old yeah. old uh, shows. So yeah, it's probably a lot of those. But and and yeah, it's and more popular stuff. It's mm. it's um, sad. I had no idea. And Sesame That's Street. I mean, that, that was the first. That was the once they took Sesame Street off. I was like, Yeah, HBO. What are you doing? How dare they? Home box office. I had office? no idea that was HBO. I was so sure that was like more like Home CBC. Bummer Office. Thank you. That was that was great. Thank you for sick joke. I, I laid it up for you, and you slammed it down, and it was great. Thank you, <laughs> guys. I gotta um, let's talk about this movie. The yeah. Seal, though. Um, yeah, it sucked. I, um, uh, I have no idea. I have no idea what we were going to say about this movie. I'll, I'll tell you uh, the two things that I, I want. I felt so much pressure to like this movie. Do you know what I mean? Like, From, you know, you start, like you start so because you're like, yeah, like the, uh, people go, oh, it's one of the greatest movies of all time. And you're kind of like, okay, here we go. Like, sure. I, like, what hot take am I going to come up with? So we'll start that then. And this is heavily changed, uh, probably changed my opinion on it. So I bought it on, on Apple because uh, it was only an extra like dollar to uh, than rent, so yeah, why not own it? Yeah. Um, not realizing that since I bought it from Norway, it only has Norwegian subtitles, and I was like, um, you know, like sure, like I, I watched, for example, we watched um, Worst Person in the World. Yeah. Um, in Norwegian, that actually I didn't have a problem with this. This, I was on the struggle bus, boys. There is a <laughs> lot of philosophical discussions that like, kind yeah, of, like yeah. I did you don't not have learn. Like I can name Norwegian life. No, no, I can talk about I can talk about animals, colors, and for some reason money laundering just because of my work. Okay, but oh, like, that's so, so cute. Everything else is the gap. So um, I'm not actually entirely sure what happened. In the movie. <laughs> yeah, I theoretically understood can I, the subtitles. And can I, I jump in there? Yeah, Erlen, hit me. Because I also watched it with Norwegian subtitles, and uh, I mean, obviously, I was uh, following along to a larger degree, I suppose. But I, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, regardless of the actual. I just, oh, I mean, it's not every day you go sit down and you spend an hour and a half watching a movie from the 50s, right? So that's already yeah. going to be a bit of a um, an, a laborious uh, mission, let's say. And, but I mean, this was literally shot as if it was a play in a way. And I'm sure Kevin has a lot to say there. But like, I will say that because it was such a play format, there were such hard pivots and transitions that I was like, what the fuck is going on? So I literally was reading the synopsis as it was going on from the Wikipedia page (laughs) while it was happening. Because I was like, I needed it to be fed to me. And I'm ashamed that that's what like current movies have done to us, right? Because we're just so used to just getting everything spoon fed. But I will say that like, I would love to, you know, maybe down the line cover another oldie uh, on this podcast. But I feel like this was like another league of its own because it's both old and art house you know what i mean yeah yeah because if um well um i'll just actually quickly say so i didn't write a summary from this but but just in case people don't know uh, um 
So this is, uh, I'll try to wing this. So uh, we have a crusader who's coming back. Wait, uh, wait, um, did, did you did you actually look up the, the synopsis or is this, is this only from what you gleaned from the yeah, from, your, from your color? From what I okay, yeah. great, great, great. Okay, so Perfect. what I get, Perfect. so my understanding <laughs> is Max von Sydow is a crusader. I did, I, I did like Google some words. So like I had, to, I did not know the word for crusade. Um, um, so he was crusade. Crusade. He's coming back from the Holy Land um, to Sweden, I guess, and he begins by encountering Death on the beach, who he challenges to a chess match, mm-hmm. and I, I think he gets to live. He has to play chess every night with Death, and every time, as long as the game is continuing, he gets to live. Um, and ultimately, he loses and de- dies along with a lot of other people. Spoiler. And he is going around in as he's on this march home interacting with uh other people in churches and a group of theater performers like a theater troupe family and the whole time that i the vibe i'm getting okay so he is very angry at god and he wants (laughs) answers and it's 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 a very like it felt like a very nihilist existential he's trying to answer to a god who is not responding back to him and i i uh, that's what I got out of this. Yeah. I think you're actually quite there. You forgot to mention that the whole context is that the Black Plague is happening. I mean, Which I'm sure you. True and, I'm sure yeah, you picked that up, but like that's yeah. that was like the, yeah, the whole plague. the whole the catalyst. Pests. They kept talking about the pest going around, which yeah. I assume is what actually kills them at the end, is because they all die. Like yeah. five yeah. of them in a room die. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's yeah it's it's there are a lot of anachronisms in 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 yeah. like like. A hundred years in in medieval history, kind of anachronistic. So yeah, like the black. But po- I don't. But yeah. The thing I kept thinking about in this, which goes right off, what, or like I, in my notes, I think the first thing I, I I have written is this feels like something that Shakespeare would do, because mm-hmm. it felt because it's a lot of and I, I mean I'm obviously going to defer to you, Kevin, on this. <laughs> but if uh, I mean from what I see, there is a lot of especially with um, Antonius Block after like that scene in the church where he's looking at his hand. And he's like, ah, I play play chess with the devil. Mm. It's a lot of monologuing out to the audience. A, a soliloquy, scenes, if you will. That, yeah, and like it's a lot of static kind of scenes with a lot of. Uh, it did feel Shakespearean because of also the setting. Yeah. You know, this is oldie times. They're all dressed, you know, like you know knights and minstrels and these kind of things. And and then and it would cut from these monologues about death in a like a Hamlet kind of way. And then. And then there's a guy banging another guy's wife at, by as they feed chicken to each other. I'm like, oh, okay, like this. That's that's yeah. The and then the way that's that he fakes his death is fucking ridiculous, and oh, everyone yeah, exactly. buys it. What yeah. the hell and I'm just I like, this is Sorry. such a play. It's like, I get it. And and I, apparently, uh, what's his name? Um, Igmar Bergman, Bergman made this as a play originally. Like it was a play first and foremost. And that's why I did find that some of the I mean, the way it was shot was amazing, but some of the pivots and the and the transitions were just like real hard. And considering so, they were so you, abrupt, it was still an excruciatingly long movie. <laughs> but do you think that is because one thing that I kept thinking about because I've had to watch a lot of these old movies before, and it is like we have been trained as audience viewers to kind of um, move more quickly through films. Like, if you ever go watch an old movie when it shows a guy leaving the house, they'll, like, <laughs> in one long take, show him get his coat, get his keys, walk to the door, open the door, leave the door, go outside, get in the car, go to the... And they'll show the car driving, and they'll show him arrive at a location, whereas now, like, you would just, like, cut, 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 
you know, like yeah. in it, that would be a three second clip and we would surmise that. <clears throat> but like, keys, we, door, we were trained. We're, car, yeah. Then going off. We're yeah. trained as viewers now because we've moved so much. We've moved on from from this and built upon the things that these kind of films have done. It's hard. It's hard to tell when something is like a foundational movie and then so much has been inspired and built on top of that and become better. That yeah. you like to put yourself in the mindset when you come back and look at this. But um, I feel like we talked a lot. John, how, what did you think of the movie? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I, I will kind of echo some of what you guys were saying. It, I know I am supposed to be deeply in awe of this kind of foundational cinematic masterpiece. And it was cool. And it, I actually do appreciate I don't even remember what I'm remembering, but I know I've seen homages to this in other kind of film and television uh, over the years. I've definitely seen The Death Figure. I've seen The Playing Chess. Um, I, I've seen a few of these things. So it's cool to see that. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, yeah, there were some there were some good cinematic pieces, I guess. Uh, but I, I kind of agree. It was pretty slow. Uh, I watched it on an airplane. And even watching it on an airplane, when I was kind of like, total focus on this. I was like, wow, this is really dragging. Um, so it is, it is <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of, I kind of agree that it's, it's too bad that we can't appreciate stuff like this anymore necessarily, or at least I, I, I don't have the, the training to do it, but I enjoyed it, but it was a bit of a slog. Let's say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, so can I, can I give, uh, I have a, a, I have a few, few thoughts. Hit so it, I was like, how do I? I was gonna approach this from. I could be like, okay, I could do like the the uh, the literary theory film school uh, analysis of this, but that's been done. Um, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Um, <laughs> no, but no, but uh, like Earl was saying, yeah, it's it's it was written as a a play, and. What I find is, so, I didn't really like this movie, but in the same way that, like, I've, I've, I've read a lot of Shakespeare, I've mm. performed a lot of Shakespeare, I know a lot about Shakespeare, I don't enjoy Shakespeare, but I, I, I do love Shakespeare, you know? Does that make sense? So I it's I, I, Okay. <laughs> I love the the history and the 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 source material as a like a work of work of history almost. Yeah. And but and so when I go to see something like that, I'm more engaged in that in it because of that history and because of all that stuff behind it than, you know, any other like a regular movie that we would see today. And so, yeah, it is it is the um the difficulty with trying to put a play on transfer a play to, uh, especially it was an audio, it was a radio play, transferring that to a visual medium, um, which is a little easier, I guess. But it, uh, so it was, it's, there's these, um, in the 13th century, um, there's these things called morality plays. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's kind of what the the actors in the the traveling troupe are performing. They there would, there would be these band of uh, bands of of actors performing these morality plays, which are basically, uh, it, I mean, just like just like this movie, each character is representative of like uh, uh, um, 
an ideal or a um mm-hmm. you know a, a, kind of one note a one like yeah a, yeah kind of like rep- yeah. representative of this aspect of of man um the virtue or exactly know, that's that's where yes each one is a different virtue and how they play off each other and so it's all very representative it's not very it's not like a, a story that you can get engrossed in it's it's like a oh i actually have to think about who is why is uh you know virtue talking to pestilence yeah. and why do those those yeah. two characters um, have the argument that they do, and it's it's not so much about the the progressing the story. It's meet, uh, two ideas meeting and just going head to head. And did you feel? And the, are you saying that that's what this movie was? That's was what this similarly? movie is. And because I understand, no one's talking like a normal human being in this. Yeah, I, I got that vibe. Unless I'm missing something. No, absolutely no. This is very is all art housey and and all that stuff. But also, um, one of the big things in 1957, this was you know height of the Cold War. Nuclear tensions around the world were at a at a climax. You know, in that you know in, in that time period. Yeah. Um, and so this this movie in that context is very much that same kind of morality plays of the, of, you know, the medieval times of like, okay, how do we, where we have this awful thing that is, could kill the entire planet coming right at us. How do we deal? Like what's going on? How do we're, 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 we're afraid. We want answers. We need the uncertainty is killing us. We need answers. Uh, you know, like, yeah. is, is there life after death? Is there, um, you know, d- is God real? Do, is, are they, is God listening to us? And yeah. the silence is, I think, one of the big, in, in the play, death, um, there are no lines for death. It's embodied by silence, which I yeah, think I is, that, oh, that was, I was like, what? That is, that is wild. It's it's the like, uh, the void the absence of yeah, yeah, of yeah. everything is mm-hmm. death screaming into the void yeah I I um I hadn't thought about that what you said Kevin about like the context of the time that this was made at because I I took it as a very per- like uh, the the th- I I started by kind of struggling with the movie but I really came around on uh, the main character on uh, Antonius Block Max von Sydow's character character. Because, um, I, I mean, you guys are my friends. Yeah. I, you know, like, I, I get, like, a little bit or inc- or maybe incredibly existential at times yeah. in, in periods of my life. What? And that really, um, that really, because that, he did not strike me as, like, a one-note guy. Right. Because I, I, I do, because it, it felt very, yes, obviously, this is set in the Middle Ages, but, like, to me, this felt like a very modern um engagement that he was having this absence of god it's very kind of like um not it's nihilist it's very it's like gripping with nihilism or existentialism and being like god is god is dead this god has died for this guy he went he's experienced the world he all he hears is a, a a complete absence a void out there with no answers and trying to find he is trying to find meaning in that in that void because what like it's 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 this like is it Jean-Paul Sartre that is like the father of of absurdism I think yeah 
And it's just like, like, this is all like, this is all just kind of an insane joke that we're all here alive dealing with. And, and, yeah. and, and he is struggling. Like he's killed people. He's left his family. He watches. And, and I mean, that's what's, a, I know I'm rambling here. No, no. Why it is so cool to set it during the, the plague because, um, what a third of Europe died. And like, of course, like, can you imagine like what people must have been thinking about, like the pointlessness of life or, you know, this, the, I thought like, okay, this is coming not that long, like about a decade after World War II and that absurd, like the violence that came out of that. And I'm sure a lot of people in these kind of moments of, of mass death and the absence of a God to come help or speak or, or co deal with some, we deal with this causes a lot of different feelings. And we see in the movie, um, like the people who flagellate themselves, they yeah. whip themselves and they become incredibly more devoted to God because they need to grip onto something. And there's those who reject God, who leave and say like, how dare you, you know, how dare there, uh, there we worship a God when so much evil is happening in the world. And cause I, I, there's, there's this idea that like all of culture is, is all of culture, anything that is not literally about like eating and surviving and sheltering ourselves is anything we create is just a means of coping with the idea that we're all going to die sometime and we're trying to either distract ourselves from that or artificially construct a meaning into this. Well, so, well, like, well, uh, can I ask yeah. you though? Uh, what, yes. So, it's uh, you mentioned something there. Um, yeah. If we're supposed to take it uh, literally, how do you t take like? Do you take this this literally, or is it? What do you mean literally? Like literally, as opposed to metaphorically or allegorically, because I think that's one thing that is kind of confused modern audiences. I mean, conf confused modern audiences is, is um, sounds really douchey, but <laughs> it's uh, but allegory and metaphor are mm -hmm. very similar but very different and they're a lot of morality plays were very allegorical whereas mm. we tend to rely more on metaphor which is a lot more I, poetic yeah. and okay. free, free I took flowing it as metaphor then yeah i took this definitely as a metaphor okay yeah yeah oh. and and so okay so so then i think none of it really is a literal kind of re I don't think anything can be done taken as the literal like surface level reading. Okay. Yeah, cuz cuz I did I I did take the metaphor of of it. Obviously like the I mean he's playing chess with death. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I see, yeah. this is the game of life and no matter what you always end up losing to death. Um but the thing like I guess the moment that really struck to me was cuz like Antonius was being a little bit of kind of an emo baby. Um, for a lot of it, but that scene with the strawberries in the milk, cause that I can mm. understand. And I actually like paused and watched that scene twice and did the translation for myself that like in that, like this world is terrible and there's so much pain and, and meaninglessness. But in that moment, he's like, I have milk. I have these beautiful strawberries. The weather is great. And I am surrounded by p people and love. And in that moment, in that moment, like a new life, I, like to get, yeah, and, and like, and to be like personal about like, there's been moments of my life that like I've felt like a, a same kind of darkness of like, what the fuck is the point of any of this? Why are we doing this? And like, and then every once in a while something breaks through like that, and you you have a moment of inner peace, generally around friends and people you love, and in those moments that is where every, where you find 
joy and peace in your life. And that really struck me that little bit because I, I felt a real kinship with him in that moment. Even and, and I was able to get beyond all of the pontificating and, and, and that. And I really enjoyed that. And But then I didn't quite get the end. And I'm hoping one of you guys can explain this to me. So he, the final match he plays of chess, he knocks his own pieces over. And I don't mm. understand what he's trying to do. Is, he's trying what is to, he trying to do? I think he was trying to... I, I Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but I yeah. read saw that as he was trying to knock the pieces over so the game would end. It would be like a draw. Mm. So he's... Tr- and But then... Because uh, Death says... Um, he's like... Uh, uh, he knocks them over and he says, I don't remember where they were. Yeah. And Death says, oh, but I do. And puts them back. It's like you won't you won't get away that easy. So I I, th- I think he was just trying to like end the game at and like try and get off at a, on, a, on a technicality, trying to ch- trying to I, cheat death. He's trying to cheat death. I didn't know if he was trying to cover for the family. Was it Yoff and his wife and sons were trying to get away? I think like, that was, was part of it for sure. At least that, that's what the Wikipedia was death talking about killing them. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was like him just using his mortal human abilities yeah. to try and thwart death, but they, he's, he sees everything. Is, he's always is coming. That the, but wasn't he supposed, because he talked about he wanted to do a good deed. He mm-hmm. wanted to do yeah. something nice with his life because he felt he didn't, he, it was all meaninglessness. And then death asked him, did you do it? Do, and he, he did. He says he did do a good deed. Was, what was the good deed? It was diverting was it, death from the... Diverting, the, the, okay. Yeah. From the family, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. <sighs> okay, and that, and then, um, and, and then they did the dance. They did the dance. That's macabre. I know that. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of. I've got like a tattoo kind of like that, but like that's it's. Yeah, but is that inspired, a? Like, but... I never heard of that. Can somebody walk me through that? Isn't it the symbolism of like, of just of death? Like of we all. D- yeah. all of death, we're all gonna die. Everything, memento mori. We're, yeah, no, it, you know, you are only human. Death drags people, um, and the, that last scene of them all holding hands as they're like flailing around. That is death pulling people to, to the afterlife, and they're the the dance is them flailing and like. And Yoff is able writhing. to see it because he's become clairvoyant, seeing the Virgin Mary and yeah. And, actually seeing death so he's able to yeah block that what was up with the mute girl um i think she was just like i don't know what she represented but like i guess she speaks at the the end at the very end she just says like it it, it's over like i I, maybe she like represents the finality of death and kind of like Mm -hmm. it's silent until it isn't until it it happens Mm -hmm. i like that i like that i think it's a good reading uh, maybe maybe I, um, there's more to it. I mean, there was like, <laughs> there's like, that like subtle uh, rape comment was so fucked. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? What the fuck? He's like, was he's up like, he saves, saves her. Yeah, he saves his life. She's like, he's like, you know, I could have raped you, so you should be grateful. Yeah, and so like, now you're mine. Oh. And then he starts. Okay, because this again, he, I was so confused by. It. So he like, she's about to be raped or killed, stopped yeah. or, or something. killed. Yeah, something bad. 
and yeah. he stops that guy. Then he takes her out to get some water and is like, well, I saved... That actually does track, like, in a kind of medieval way, like, well, I saved your life, so, you know... Oh, yeah, no, that's, here and that's totally what it was. It was and like... And he just, just felt like it was so... He's a slave. Yeah. yeah. No, and he, does, he doesn't take... He's like... I saved your life. Can you cook? You're, you're going to die, so you're going to come with me. He walks away, and then she's like, okay. Oh, she's like, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, get on the I horse. Guess, I guess so, yeah. And then and they no start cuddling the rest it. of the movie. The whole rest of the movie, that's they're, like, cuddling. so fucked up. That's, yeah, she just kind of takes it. It's, but yeah, it's, it's, she represents, it is a, a rep, you know, something representative there, but it's, Sure, but someone. None of us are smart enough, none to, figure of us are smart enough to figure it out. Especially at, I at feel like there was eight, so much in this movie that was just kind of like, uh, like basically that. Like, there's something great here, but I, I don't I necessarily I... need to put in the effort to look for it because yes. I'm kind of like, okay, like it was kind of like what John was saying. It's like I'm happy I've seen this. I uh, liked it. Uh, I liked the last you know, 20 minutes the most, I felt like that's yeah. when, when the, as well as cinematically, like the, the shots when, whenever, um, Block really realizes his fate and kind of like has the milk and strawberries and like, like some yeah. of those shots, he looks angelic. You know what I mean? Like it does, he, the oh, light yeah. perfectly hits him in the yeah. face and it's dark everywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Incredibly well. And I'm wondering, and I'm I thinking mean, like I'm... back in 57, I mean, this was, a, I saw the budget was like $150,000, which is like, I guess pretty high, but I mean, by, by it was low in terms of what else was going on in the big, uh, like in the golden age of Hollywood, which I'm assuming is around the same time. Um, and I'm thinking like, cause if you look at his, um, if Bergman's like, uh, coming movies after that, like some of them seem to be way bigger. They're a lot less like theatrical. They're a lot more, um, there's obviously quite artsy, but Apparently, like, there's this one movie about, like, a family having, like, a huge feast at a, and I, I kind of want to see that one. I, I forget the name, but you can tell he, like, this was, like, he, it, it, a part of his transition from going from, like, playwright vibes into more directorial mm -hmm. focus, let's say. Yeah, I mean, I, I love, I, there's a through line here of the stuff tied directly to Block that really I enjoyed, um, through again like I, I saw the, any of the times that it was you know at the core of this movie I saw was like how people cope with death and cope with that the the existentialism of life and how and boy does the movie I think has a real point of view because the way it portrays I think the incredibly religious people when they have the woman who's being burned at the stake the guys who are flagellating themselves uh -huh. the 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 rate uh, the guy who's a rapist which I think they said he was like a former priest or something yeah yeah okay yeah and so and and like that through line and and the engagements of Block and his squire with the people in that I really enjoyed I had a harder time with the the actors and especially with the I don't know what there was so much devoted to that affair that they were having yeah. and I couldn't figure out what that was once they're chasing in the woods with each other and it becomes like a slapstick I couldn't I couldn't like that's when he fakes the suicide mm -hmm. on himself rough it's so it's so like <laughs> over the top like again like a like a jester would do at a court that like I was trying to be like wait am I are, am I supposed to See, like, think this convinces the guy, or was it like? I'm actually genuinely asking. Was did it convinces the husband? Convinces right? the husband, but that's, but because he's a. 
he's not a smart guy. He, he's you know he's a a one the guy he's a one dimen- he's a one note one dimensional person yeah. not yeah. and and you know, representative again of something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So whatever. I didn't like that. Kind of just was like, oh my god, get me through this. I was but, so. Re- but I don't, I don't think I don't think that was supposed to be meant to be take taken literally. Yeah, I yeah. Well, actually, that's a that's a fair point. But then yeah, so that's but that's what's hard to tell is yeah, like yeah. when it's not taken literally, and then on top of it, there is an acting performance on top of it. I don't know. I'm like, yeah. Is this the yeah? You you know. It's it's it's, it's, it's difficult. It's <laughs> difficult to add stuff to access and like relate to and and when you talking about you know the the one part that you could relate to of him just sitting in the field like yeah no that's that's one of the one of the few moments of like a modern kind of sensibility of like communing and actually like a scene with dialogue and moving the the story forward what did you guys think of the chess actual chess scenes because that is actually a soup i mean that is i think a super cool like the open, I did yeah. really like the opening there. I don't know why, jo- like Joff is sleeping face down in rocks. Yeah. You know the squire. <laughs> yeah. Which I was, I was like, how did they end up here? Or like that is just uncomfortable as shit. Um, but I did, I did like. I mean, that's just such a cool image. The one you always see of them looking out into the ocean while they're playing, mm-hmm. playing the chess. Oh yeah. And that's a pretty cool motif that the, to use throughout it. Visually, it was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I felt like it was. It, it, they could have done more with it. I, I wanted more of that. Like, yeah. More because yeah, and and I mean also, I mean I didn't even catch that the uh, the guy sleeping on the rocks was the squire because he was kind of dressed like a fool, and then the, the rest yeah, of the movie yeah. he was like, dressed like a friar or something. I don't know. It was super uh, badass scar though. Yeah, yeah. That's that was pretty. It's pretty dope. Like all the way across his head. Yeah. Um, that's all I got, man, on this, one of the greatest movies of all time. It's like, a, it's, it's, it's a weird, what else, what else weird... can you say that hasn't already been, been said about it? Let me say that I, after finishing this movie, immediately put on Troy because I needed that. Did you really? Which is fucking sick after. movie. <laughs> Troy? <laughs> I love that movie. I love that movie. And it was everything that like. Like it as a contrast, you know. Immortality. But it's also like that sense of scale and like that intensity of like big Hollywood budget and like I'm not gonna lie, I was like shamelessly loving it. You know what I mean? I, All that's really funny. Three hours. If if I could think of an antithesis to the Seventh Seal, it might actually be Troy. In, in no, all it ways, would be a like the complete movie. opposite in every yeah. other every way. But I, I mean, I, I still think uh, <laughs> Troy is an incredible movie. <laughs> Maybe we should do Troy next. <laughs> yeah, we should find a Norwegian twist <laughs> here. <laughs> the, the, the we can find, there's probably like a key grip somewhere yeah. that's Norwegian. Named Maybe. Jens. Maybe. What if? What if that is part of? What if we uh, like looked up some Norwegian directors and or Nordic direct like non-Norwegian, Norwegian tied into movies. Yeah, I'm totally down with that. I'm Anything so down, kind of like, especially if it's Troy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you're on that one. Sounds one. good. Um, all right, you guys want to do our categories? Sure. Oh, for yeah. this this movie that was definitely eating your vegetables. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> That's yes. a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, like, I'm glad I saw it. I'm very actually like, I'll never watch this again. I'm glad I I, I saw it. I can never watch it again. Really? It was I. I one thing I will say, I appreciate. I really appreciate when a classic is like a tight ninety five. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's not a, a three hour epic. I could watch it in. What's the oldest movie you guys have ever watched from start to finish? Ooh. I was literally thinking. I was literally thinking to myself what that was, and I feel like. I feel like this might be at least top four or something yeah. in the chronology. It's a I've Wonderful a Life is probably the, the oldest one. 40, yeah, so is that 45 I, or something? It's right at the tail end of World War II, I think. Yeah. I, um, I, well, I, my, I gotta be like Battleship Potemkin, uh, mm. I've seen, which is, that's a silent movie, so. Well, mm. But I, I, I mean. I want to watch Metropolis. Like, I, you know what Do you guys I, know I, if that's I, older or? I'm, ooh. Metropolis. No, it's got to be around. Oh, that, Metropolis. Right? Metropolis was like tw- that was way yeah that was bef- way before that was in like thirties I think. Yeah, I've seen yeah. a trip um, to the moon, which is a nineteen oh two film. Um, yeah, how long is that movie? It's, it's like five minutes. Or so. Nine oh, minutes. Okay. It's a short. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, this, so I, I, yeah, I will not watch this movie probably again, but I might go and watch like on YouTube the specific scenes I liked. Yeah, like, yeah. The opening chess scene, the final scene, the, the like that stuff I thought was all great. Any chess, any of the chess scenes I think I'd, I'd watch, but and the, or the milk and the, strawberries. The, the, the that's the, the stuff that really jumped. It was good. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's it. All right, guys. All right. Well, who who won this movie? Death. Did anyone? Go Death. There? Death won. Death always wants yeah. Isn't that kind of yeah, I think that's the. I am a different person. Okay. He literally says, he literally says, like, I cannot be averted, and like, I win every chess game, and I mean, if you want to take it literally. <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna still go with. I'm, I'm going with. Uh, I'm going with Joff, because um, Joff. Yeah. Uh, he uh, he escapes, uh, almost getting killed, gets saved. Um, when he's ha- they're making him dance on the tables in that bar, um, and I'm just gonna say he has definitely outkicked his coverage and is married to the most gorgeous woman. Right? Like, yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Like, yes. This, I, was, I completely this movie, agree. I, all of these guys, they look like you know, it's like oh good, they cast a lot of like this the way Death looks, the way Antonius Block looks, and then it's like the most 1950s gorgeous like women. Babe. They all mm-hmm. look all of yeah, them. Yeah, absolute. Yeah. All, yeah, all of them. All of them. And, and uh, so I was like, well done. And he, uh, you know, gets away from death on now. And he survives because uh, Antonius uh, kind of sacrifices himself and has uh, seemed to be a lovely kid. And is just happy with like, he's the guy that is not burdened with all of these existential problems. So fuck you, Joff, for not having to deal with this. Exactly. One of the I say I, in complete jealousy. I um, was reading some of the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. And one of them yes. was like, I'm looking for it right now, um, but basically, like, the juggling took me right out of it. I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, what the, the juggling fuck? was so bad. Oh my god, that's so true. The jugg- like, I couldn't stand it. I, I'm like, I'm like, you're supposed to be an acrobat, and you're doing it with two balls. You know, uh, yeah. that's so it's true. An allegory. So, I completely. You know what? It, I'm just jumping the gun. Who lost the movie? Fucking Joff because he does not a juggle, but he's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's living. He makes his living being an acrobat or like a circus person. Like I'm, I, I'm, I'm on Letterboxd, and literally my my review for this movie was moral of the story: join the circus because apparently that's how you fucking survive the Black Death. 
But then again, Joff doesn't know how to juggle. God, I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> you're you're so welcome. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's Well, we know who lost the movie to Erlen. Do you guys have a, someone who lost the movie? Uh, I could say it was probably Eunice Scott, but Jonas Scott. But Scott. Scott. Yeah. yeah, I put Scott. I think he lost. Um, um, I'm going to say human. Biggest effect in the movie, right? The tree getting chopped down. Mm. And that squirrel Seamless. that pops up, yeah. What that that I was not. That was they do, yeah. Squirrels over in Europe tend to have a little more fur on their ears. But I was that was one. I was like that was one image. I was like, I there is something here. I have yeah. no idea what the that fuck took is a going while on. to do. Yeah. that's a lot of effort. Yeah, that's a lot squirrel. of effort for a very very short and. But meaning meaningful in some way. I just don't know yeah. um, who. But lost uh, humanity. Lost. There you go. <laughs> Ouch. Mm-hmm. Um, did any of you guys have a guy for the movie? The painter was one of them. I think. The the who? The, the painter. Guy who's just oh he's yeah. Painting the dates of death there. He's like yeah, I'm just you know doing my thing, painting it, having existential conversations with people, not really caring. <laughs> And yeah. I don't know. I, I do like that. Yeah, that guy was pretty pretty bad. I was like, yeah, I'm a, I paint this awful thing and this horribly disturbing time, but uh, you know, people can do what they want. I don't. It's not my. <laughs> I I can't. I'm not gonna force them to do anything. I'm not I'm gonna. So jealous of these people. Yeah. <laughs> um, my guy's Joff. My... Oh. Yeah, no, go ahead, please. You're my guy was Joff. Joff. Specifically for the reason he lost for Erland is because you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you juggle? Can I juggle? Yeah, yeah. I can juggle. All right, I'll wait. Go get something. He's gonna. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh, wow! <laughs> that was a deck of cards, a Gatorade bottle, and a pen. That's impressive. And I just juggled them. For our you listeners, I, I would call that a, a 7 out of 10, maybe even a 9 no. out of 10. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, my guy, I've never done this before, but I, I want to do this here. Um, my guy is uh, Antonius Block, the main character. Um, I, mm, I, it's not I, 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 for, nah, I, I'm giving, I'm Max giving myself Sido, yeah. on this one. I, I truly like that. I mean, I was struggling a bit with the movie, but like. I don't know. It, it hit a bit of a, a, a string for me on some of the kind of more philosophical things that I, you know, have thought about in my own life. And um, I've just, uh, I, I, it's cool every once in a while to really see someone kind of say a thing you've thought about and maybe in a more mm-hmm. interesting and artistic way. Um, I, I wish uh, the broader movie kind of hit more on me and maybe I'm, I'm just too far removed from the time frame and the language barrier. But that little bit, um, truly did, um, work for me that especially I say that the milk and strawberry scene, agreed, really, really hit me. So that'll say, that's why he's my guy. Nice. Erlen, did you, I'm just going to completely copy what you just said. I, I, cause I genuinely mean it as well, (laughs) but I thought again, that, that like that last 15 minute sequence from the Mm. strawberry scene and on that's like, Mm. that's the shit that's worth revisiting. And then maybe the opening shot. Yeah. I perfect. I totally agree. You could watch this movie. You can go on YouTube and search those three scenes, you know, the opening, the strawberry scene, (laughs) 
and then like any scene any scene that i like the the dance and the and the like when death comes for them all at the castle and stuff i like that as well but i will i will say like you can just watch a youtube um uh, i'm sure there's a super cut of just the chess scenes (laughs) yeah yeah in death you know i do like that yeah like how death cheats you know the death cheats to learn his moves and his yeah. strategy because that's what you know like that's i'm like oh, i see what Dude, i also liked by the way that he was posing as a priest you know that like it's almost yeah. like the symbolism there that like that was a little yeah a little cheeky um cool let's go to the rating do we uh, should we just as always we always rate the the movies on a one to six scale based off an object from the film i feel like the obvious thing to do is chess pieces um yeah. Can we can we do can we do uh, juggling uh, lack of juggling or something? <laughs> how many ba- how many how many balls from a, on a scale of one to six? How many balls does this movie juggle? How many this? Mm, oh, and could draw. Wow. Well, can we just quickly? Uh, I just want to double check. Are we giving our personal rating as how we felt about it? Because like. It's so hard to give like kind of a shit yeah. score yeah, to yeah, something that's supposed to be incredible, and like that's just like me being a conformist, I suppose. But um, I mean, you, we can, yeah. I mean, I think you should just be honest. We acknowledge. I mean, I think we're kind of leaning, we're kind of tipping our hand here, but like <laughs> we we can acknowledge the incredible importance that you know how how many movies have we seen. In, in our lives that where those directors were inspired by this film and then maybe took something even farther yeah. and built on that. And now we're going back to the source material. It's kind of like going back and reading like old, you know, like even stuff, early plays or that, that were kind of like, okay, yeah, like we are aware of these tropes and have moved on and done yeah. bigger and better things. But we, st- you know, we stand on the shoulders of giants. Yeah. Exactly. Well said, Jack. I second or, that. No, like, no, for absolutely. example, The Lighthouse. That being said, Fucking fuck a. this movie. <laughs> No, no uh, I, oh, or or um, uh, one out of six um, medieval pantaloons. I'm down. Potentially. Pantaloons is that? You know what? Pant- pick 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 whatever. Chess <laughs> <laughs> pieces. One out of six deaths. One out of six deaths. How many times do you die? How many strawberries? Milks and strawberries. No. Uh, let's let's say chess pieces. Strawberries actually. No. The platters. Strawberries. Okay. Platters of strawberries and cream. Right. Yeah. Platters of strawberries and cream. One How out of six. How many platters of strawberries and cream, one to six, would you give this movie? I'm going to go first, just to get it out of the way. I'm going to give it three. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I, I love what you said, Jack, about how it's like created inspiration for the future, but maybe I'm not. It's no one Troy. Of, I'm it's not no one Troy. Of standing on the giant shoulders, <laughs> right? It ain't no Troy, that's for sure. <laughs> But I will say, I mean, uh, oh, we're going to get dragged. We're going to get, get so, so much dragged by this. But seriously, God, that is such a good movie. <laughs> I fucking love Troy. <laughs> <laughs> There's, so There's so many one-liners. There's so many one-liners that you could just take with you, like, literally on a daily basis. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I'm going to give it five and a half. Hector Achilles is good. Five and a half. I'm going to give it five and a half. Going for it. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, because I really liked it um, in, t- in that, like, academic kind of way. Um, it reminded me a lot of the of the uh, play slash movie um, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Yep. Um, a lot of the same kind of, kind of imagery, a lot of memento mori. 
death is coming, meaningless of life uh, kind of thing. Um, and uh, I, the only reason why it's not a six is because of um, technical limitations of editing in the 50s and, and kind of that kind of stuff. But yeah, I thought it was, it was, it was a slog to get through. But it was yeah. it was great, John. Uh, I think I'm gonna also go with three, not not five. Uh, Fair it, enough. For I mean, it, it it was an enjoyable movie, and I am very happy to have seen it all the way through because mm-hmm. of the kind of references that I'm now getting um, and, and appreciate. And it was, you know, I I I think it was good and powerful for its time. But like Erwin said, I am not uh, I am not. I'm not very happy. I am a, a modern conformist, you know, peon, whatever, and I just want my mm. little flash. Bang. That's fair. That's fair. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go a little higher than John Erlen. I'm gonna give it four, uh, four uh, platters of uh, strawberry and cream uh, because, and I, I want to be very clear, three point five of those are just being carried by the block character, <laughs> the block interactions with death. And, you know, the, which I thought was well-performed, uh, well-written, at least from what I was able to understand. And, um, and then the rest of the movie, I only, I, I, I could have done without. Um, but yeah, so yeah. there we go. Send your hate mail to podfornorga at gmail.com. P-O-D-F-O-R-N-O-R-G. Cool, guys. You want to talk about uh, what movie we're going to do next? Yeah. Are we, are you cool with that one that I mentioned earlier? Yeah. yeah. So um, I talked uh, about on on for those of you in the u.s and uh, the movie is a we're going back to norway back to um, norway it is a 2021 movie called betrayed um or in norwegian uh, it's got a slightly different norwegian name den uh, den stoste for britelsen which is the the greatest crime um and it is a world war ii movie about uh about uh, Jews who were deported during the hol- to the Holocaust. Um, so it's gonna be a laugh riot. Movies. Yeah, it's gonna but be I, a whole, you know, I, it's gonna be a raucously like fun and great. I think it'll be an interesting conversation because I think this is like this is you know we don't you don't really hear that. I don't think that's a common thing that's really discussed in Norwegian society about mm. how the Jews were treated and you know we talk a lot about the resistance fighters and Max Mattis and those guys. Yeah, but not uh, so much this. So I'm really looking forward yeah. to that. So yeah, again the 2021 film Betrayed. Uh, available on Amazon in the U.S. Um, cool, guys. This is going to be fun. It's good to talk to you about this amazing movie. Yeah. Um, I hope you guys feel better soon. Yeah. Get yeah, off the no struggle worries. bus. Yeah. By the way, I'm, uh, not, I'm not drinking. This is a, you know, a, this is I was about to say, are you? Is, is that a... Liquid death. And it appears it's appropriate for a current uh, yes. I agree. All right, let's wrap this thing up. All right. Thank oh, you all for so listening. And let's, uh, <laughs> thank you all for listening, and we will catch you next month for another movie. Bye. 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 Bye.